say to them, you know, how can I help your business? I do social media, I'm just starting out. I wanna build my portfolio. And you'll be surprised the amount of people that would actually say yes. Ever felt like you're just winging your way through life, hoping you'll find the answers to life's important issues along the way? Hey, I'm Gabby Mendez, and this is my podcast, Talk Twenties. On this podcast, I'll be chatting to my friends and fellow 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s. So if you're ready, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Talk 20s podcast. Today I'm joined by Olivia Hanlon. Olivia is the founder of Girls in Marketing and it is a very special day for the podcast today because we are recording for the first time in person since lockdown. Woohoo! Woo I'm so excited by this. A couple of the ones I recorded at the start were in person before we went into lockdown. Um, but yeah, we're on episode, I think, 20 of the podcast now. Um, it's good to be able to see people in person. We are, of course, social distancing. We are, you know, more than a metre apart. So don't worry, we're safe, guys. But Olivia lives in Liverpool and I don't live too far away from that. So we thought it'd be so much better to record this in person. Um, because why do it over a screen where you can meet up in person? It's so much better. So um, Olivia is here to talk to us today about building a career in marketing. So her platform, Girls in Marketing, is a fantastic community of people who all work in marketing and what she does with her team um, that work around her is provide fantastic resources for anyone who is trying to build their career in marketing. So today she's here to give us a little bit of insider info on how to really start and build a career in marketing. So hello Olivia, welcome to the podcast. Hi Gabby, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, it's really nice to kind of be on the podcast because I've actually been listening to it a lot lately and your other episodes which I found really useful as someone in their 20s to really help me and you know in, in different ways because I obviously provide, the Girls in Marketing platform provides kind of career resources but obviously Talk 20s provides a lot more than that. So it's kind of, it's nice to find a similar community. Definitely. And I think a lot of what we do, you know, is very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, we're helping people who are just kind of finding their way in the world. So tell us a little bit more about you and why you set up Girls in Marketing and a little bit about what you do. So I actually didn't kind of have the traditional route into marketing. I started freelancing when I was at university. I did a degree in psychology and I've obviously always loved kind of the marketing side of things because I started a blog when I was quite young so I loved writing and I loved kind of content and I kind of got into marketing just kind of off the bat really it wasn't anything educational there wasn't a lot of theory behind it and I started freelancing and freelancing is quite lonely at times so I came up with the idea of kind of community of you know people I didn't really have an idea of what sort of people and I thought if we all can provide support for each other and advice and help then obviously it will get us further in our marketing careers so I had this idea when I was at university I didn't really act on it until after I'd finished you know third year you have a lot of deadlines and there's quite a lot of things to do so I didn't have a lot of time to really set anything up and a few months after I finished university I decided we'd set up girls in marketing and yeah, I mean, it's just grown into something really amazing and we have a, an amazing community and an amazing platform and I'm growing an amazing team around me, so it's just crazy. Um, but it's really kind of nice to see how much it's grown, but also how much it was needed because people have come to me a lot within the last few months, especially within lockdown, saying, you know, 
I've never seen anything like this before. You know, I would have loved this when I was at university. I would have loved this a few years ago, especially people who are higher up in marketing, you know, CEOs and marketing managers. Um, so it's nice to know that people are really interested in it and that people are getting involved and are engaging with the content. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those things that you kind of always wish you'd had mm -hmm. when you were younger because it gives you all like the tips and tricks that you would really have wanted and needed mm -hmm. when you started off your career. And I feel like it's similar for what we're doing with Talk 20s because, yeah. you know, you wanted to advice on, you know, how to build a career or how to buy a house or, you know, how to sort out your personal finance. And no one teaches you this stuff or no. provides this community. So when you leave university, whether you do a degree in psychology or marketing, it's like, here you go here's the big wide world go figure it out mm -hmm. and that's quite a scary you know thing for a lot of people and also it's it's always hard I think to find when you when you graduate like-minded people because you're kind of thrown into a world of adults and they're all different ages all different you know responsibilities some have kids some you know live you know further away and commute in when you have new jobs and sometimes you're working especially in marketing your company might not be entirely marketing. You might be one person within a company, but you work in marketing. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to know that there's a community of people out there who all understand what you're kind of working towards and that you can share experiences with. So I think it's great what you've set up. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that is what it, it's all about. And I mean, like you said, with Talk20s, people are at completely different stages of their life. And I think when you're in marketing, especially, um, it's an ever-changing industry. So there is not time to slow down. There's not time to kind of not expand on knowledge. So even though a lot of our community is made up of graduates, of students, it's not. There are a lot more people. There are marketing managers. There's people who are a lot higher up, people who started their career 10, 20 years ago. But they know that if they're part of this community and they're staying up to date with trends and they're staying up to date with news, that they're going to be on top of their job. And I think because marketing is so vast, it's kind of hard to navigate your way through and decide what industry you want to go into. I think that is a big thing with girls in marketing is that we have a lot of people who are graduating with marketing degrees, but they leave uni and they're just told to go and get a marketing job. But marketing is so extensive yeah. you can't just get a marketing job obviously there's the kind of traditional marketing assistants and marketing executive roles but most of the time it's kind of niche areas and niche industries so mm. we kind of encourage people to get into them while they're still at uni or when they've just graduated to kind of get that niche down and understand what type of marketing they want to do because that ultimately will mean you work up in a role quicker than you would if you started from the bottom mm -hmm. and obviously there's certain skills and things you need to learn about being you know working in marketing but also you have to then understand quite a lot of like niche knowledge like you say mm -hmm. about a company so if you're going into a company that is automotive cars for you know to be able to market that you need quite a good understanding of what that industry is about and i think a lot of people don't really realize that so of course there's all these skills that you need like seo email marketing and social media and all those kind of elements to it but you're all kind of doing it in really for really niche backgrounds but mm -hmm everyone needs marketing as well you know every single company the world revolves around marketing that's how you get sales that's how you get leads it's so important mm -hmm. so i think what you're doing is great and making sure that you know everyone has this kind of clear platform and also what you do is either you know free a lot of the time or it's minimal costs mm -hmm. you know you're you're not paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds for a coaching expert in marketing mm -hmm. you're literally 
it's accessible to, mm-hmm. to anyone who yeah. you know who is able to who wants to get into the industry so I think that's really really great yeah. so I wanted to go into a little bit of a discussion about kind of building a career in marketing and I think what's great about you is that you didn't do a degree in marketing mm-hmm. and you don't need a degree in marketing necessarily so kind of education versus experience situation what what's your experience of getting into marketing marketing what was your journey Uh, obviously I kind of started off freelancing and I've then went into full-time work and then now I've gone back to freelancing because I obviously prefer the freelancing life and to kind of carry on with girls in marketing I needed to go into freelancing as well um, I think it's a difficult one because you get a lot of theory and a lot of educational backgrounds if you do a degree in marketing however you always need experience no matter what job you go for they will require experience and it's and it's bad and I don't agree with it at all however that is the reality of the world and that is just how it goes At the end of the day if you go to a job interview for even just a junior old they're still going to expect some type of experience and that's the kind of point what we want to put across to people even if they're not part of the community even if they're not part of the platform you need to get that experience whether it's free whether it's paid it unfortunately that's the way of the world and especially at the moment you know in terms of covid and in terms of lockdown the job market is not the best at the moment and people need to understand that this is possibly the best time for students and graduates to be getting that experience and to reach out to companies and to talk to people and to get experience and you know use their time as wisely as possible i'm not a big advocate of unpaid internships but if that's what you've got to do to kind of get into the industry then that is what you've got to do i i kind of prefer if people do unpaid but irregular work if that makes sense so more kind of part-time unpaid work so they can still work and get money Mm. at the same time Mm -hmm. i think it's a lot and a lot of companies are bad for expecting people to do unpaid internships in marketing especially nine to five jobs because People have got, you know, bills to pay. Even if they're living at home, you've still got to pay, you know, your keep. So it's difficult for people, I understand that. But I think it's about kind of finding the balance and getting that experience. If you can get it whilst you're at university, then that's even better because you'll be more employable when you leave university. It's not just always about kind of the educational way to go. I think a big thing that I've been speaking to people about recently is kind of these panic masters. So a lot of people have been speaking about going on to do a masters in digital marketing because a lot of the stuff that we focus on with girls in marketing is digital. Um, But I honestly don't think that a a masters is the way to go, especially if you don't know a niche. I totally understand it if you wanna go into, you know, international marketing management, if you wanna go into fashion marketing, I totally get that if you wanna get a niche. However, the kind of broader marketing degrees I'm just not a massive fan of in terms of masters Mm -hmm. because it's kind of this thing of like what do you actually learn from that masters and so many people I've spoken to who are graduating this year with masters or who have done a masters in the past say I didn't leave that masters knowing anything else than I did when I started it Mm -hmm. obviously they've got more skills but they're still general skills which is why you need to hone in on, on the more specific skills which I think experience can do rather than you know a master's and further education 
Definitely. And I think through experience, you also kind of find out the things that you don't like as mm-hmm. well. And no one wants to get to the kind of the end of their degree or starting off their 20s. And no one wants to get to that stage and start a job and think, whoa, like, I hate this, but it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Loads of people, they try stuff out and it doesn't work. And then they eventually end up finding something that does work for mm-hmm. them. So the sooner you can kind of get that ball rolling and, you know, start getting experience in different companies, you'll find out what you like, what you enjoy, what you don't like, what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of move that forwards. And I think it's not just about you know, putting it on your CV and showing to other people that you've got all this experience. It's also deciding deep down what it is that you enjoy and what you want to spend your time doing because a nine to five job, we spend, you know, so many hours a week working for someone else. If you're going to do that, you need to be doing it in something you love, right? But you can't hope and pray that the first job you walk into is going to be your dream job. You're absolutely, you know, so lucky if that happens to you. It doesn't happen to a lot of people. So I think the more that you can try out different things and get experience, not only is it a good thing for your CV, to have you know experience on there but it also helps you in the long run find Mm -hmm. out what it is you want to do because marketing is so varied there are so many different things that you can do within marketing you know like you were saying email seo ppc content paid social you know paid media pr there's just so much stuff that you can do you need to navigate your way around it and you need to understand what you can and can't do i speak to ppc managers that don't know how to write a blog that don't know how to write content and i think when you're at university people often think how do you do a job in marketing but don't know how a specific element of marketing works but that's because people have specific niches so you're not going to be a PPC manager and know how to do paid ads necessarily, as in social media. However, if you are in, you know, content, you might know how to do email, you might know how to do social media, but at the end of the day, if you do get that niche down and you're able to kind of get the experience and get some educational background and get some theory, you're going to feel a lot more confidence as well. I think that is a big issue with kind of building a career in marketing is feeling as though you're not confident in the type of role that you are in, especially if you're a graduate or you're a student. It's kind of this notion that we need to be the best at everything but it's just it's not possible like it's not going to happen especially when you're in your 20s and you're just starting your career you're not going to be the best at everything especially when it comes to such a, a varied role like marketing and like the marketing industry in general so i wanted to ask you a little bit about how to find good work experience so obviously you mentioned you did a lot of freelancing jobs before you kind of went into a full-time marketing role Mm -hmm. but like how do you go about finding work experience how do you approach companies and and how do you get your foot in the door like how much paid and unpaid work did you actually do before you started out so i did some unpaid work but most of it was paid mainly because i was doing really really small paid work so although it was paid it was not a lot of money so i started on a platform called upwork which is something i really advocate for especially kind of lower paid jobs it's not the best in terms of pay but it is really good for experience upwork is basically like the indeed but for freelancing jobs so people post freelancing you know content jobs seo jobs social media everything on there as well as kind of graphic design and web development as well. A lot of it is obviously freelance, so it's all remote, which is good, especially in the current situation. And I used Upwork, I literally created the profile and I did trial and error. I learned from things, you know, I did some unpaid stuff, but most of it was paid and I started off, one of my first freelancing contracts was for a lady in Hong Kong and I was writing blogs for her that was 500 words and 
she was paying me three dollars for 500 <laughs> words now when i think about that plus upwork do you take a fee as well <laughs> so it i was literally getting about one pound fifty for a 500 word blog which you know it's not great but it's still a bit of money and it really helped because when i look back at those blogs now i was writing those three years ago i just think I don't even know why she ever accepted those because they're just so bad in my opinion now because of how far I've came from that from mm-hmm. then. So I think obviously Upwork is a really good place to kind of find these freelancing gigs and you don't really need to have a massive portfolio behind you. So if you are, you know, just starting off your career in marketing, it's a really good place to start. There's another one that a girl told me about the other day. I don't really have any experience with it, but it's similar to Upwork. It's called the dots, so the hyphen dots.com. And it's really similar to Upwork. Apparently, people post, you know, jobs. So that'd be a really good place to start as well. And there's freelancer.com and there's another one, Fiverr, which works Mm. a little bit differently. But I think freelancing is a really good thing to do. And, you know, even if you don't go on these platforms, even if you just reach out to local companies, we did a podcast on Girls in Marketing talking about how to get experience in, you know, during COVID and during lockdown. And the big thing for us was that, you know, you go to, you just approach companies on, you know, LinkedIn, on Instagram and just say, you know, do you need some help? If you are willing to do it for free, which I wouldn't necessarily advocate, but if that is, you know, possible, you can just say to them, you know, how can I help your business? I do social media. I'm just starting out. I want to build my portfolio. I want to build my career. And you'll be surprised the amount of people that would actually say yes. And the amount of people that will actually pay you to do that as well. People don't necessarily think they always need marketing, but when they get approached by someone, they they do. So I think that's a really good place to kind of start in terms of getting yourself some experience and getting your foot in the door with with companies as well. So many people that I know have started at companies, working for companies, just as like a waitress or, you know, an, an assistant or a receptionist, and they've moved up into marketing because they're interested and they've got kind of, the skills to do it and they're ballsy and that they you know they say can i can i do this marketing role you know no one's running our social media can i do that you know if you work for a small hotel or you work for a restaurant actually ask the owners say to them you know who who runs our social media it might be the case that they hire someone to do it and you know you can't do that but if they say oh no one say to them you know i'm a marketing student or i'm a marketing graduate and i want to get some experience would you be up for me to do yeah. the social media? Especially if you work in the hospitality industry because of how much they've suffered at the moment. They probably won't want to pay anyone. So if they can get someone like a waitress or a waiter or any, anything to just help them out, then they're going to do it, I think. And that's just a really good way to kind of get your foot in the door, at least. I think that's half the problem. Definitely. And I think in a lot of these situations you know putting yourself forward for those kind of roles can lead you into more opportunities as well because once they see that you can do x y and z they'll want you to do a load of other things Mm -hmm. that you know you might be able to have a go at and you might not have experience in that but if you've already spoken up and say that you want to have a go at these things you've kind of shown that you're willing and that you Mm -hmm. want to have a go and they'll probably give you more opportunities so either way it can't be a bad thing like definitely give it a go so if say you are a graduate or you are really specifically looking for full-time work right mm-hmm. now so you know maybe you've got a little bit of experience behind you um but you're really trying to move into full-time work at the moment now i appreciate that obviously this is a challenging time right now mm-hmm. because you know the job market is kind of 
on the floor at the moment. So how would you kind of recommend getting yourself into the industry, um, finding enough job opportunities to kind of keep you afloat um, in terms of, you know, paying bills and all of that kind of stuff, because obviously we can't all do everything for free forever. So how mm-hmm. do you then find that kind of work? I think one of the biggest things for paid work is that people just go on jobs boards. So like Indeed, like Nuvu, like, you know, all these massive jobs boards and they just apply for jobs or LinkedIn, for example, just apply for jobs all the time. And they send generic CVs, they send generic cover letters. The amount of different cover letters and CVs I've seen in the past few months is just unreal and they're so similar the one big thing i think is to definitely just stand out if you are applying on jobs boards that are massive and that are getting so many applications just make your cv something different you don't necessarily have to have that experience there you know you can just make your cv look amazing and someone will think you know what this person yeah they might not have the best experience they might not have two years required experience but you know they've looked into our company and they've set their cv out like our kind of you know website or they've set it out a certain way i've seen a really interesting one on linkedin that was a girl who was applying for a social media exec at wagamama's i think and she set her cv out like the wagamama menu so it's really cool and i think I mean, I'm not sure if she got the job, but I really am hoping that she did because you could see she put a lot of effort into it. I think just standing out if you are going to go down that route. But one of the big things for me is to look for jobs where you wouldn't necessarily expect it. A lot of companies don't want to pay for jobs boards, so they won't post on jobs boards. They'll just put a post on their social media. They'll just put a post on their website and it'll just be in a career section on their website and they'll they'll just have jobs there and you would never have known about that. So one way to kind of find out about them is to look up local kind of marketing agencies or local companies and just going on their websites, maybe making yourself like a spreadsheet and just go through and list maybe, you know, 20 to 50. If you really want paid, you know, full-time work, you can do as many as possible and just make a massive list of them and all of their websites and then just make it your task to go through and just look at the careers page because you will be surprised the amount of companies that don't just openly advertise roles but that actually do have a few roles going i mean i know a few just in liverpool themselves that i've sent to people in the girls and marketing community because they didn't know it existed but i kind of seen from people posting on linkedin which is another big one you know connect with people on linkedin talk to people you know founders of companies directors of companies whether it's agencies or just normal companies a lot of companies have in-house marketing teams so you just need to connect with them and reach out to them it might not necessarily even be that they're hiring for a role i spoke to a girl a few weeks ago who reached out to a local marketing agency and just said i'm wondering if you've got any roles going and they didn't but because they were impressed with her and they really liked how eager and passionate she was they offered her like a part-time marketing exec role so and she's a graduate so she's doing that and working another job as well at the same time so that's just like amazing to just think that just going out on a whim and looking for these people on LinkedIn and looking for people on Instagram really does make a difference. You, you can't just look for a job by going on a jobs board anymore. It's not that simple. 
Well, I mean, it, it is that simple, but you might not necessarily get the jobs that way. And also, I think everyone's going to the job boards, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And at this moment in time, if everyone's doing that, you've got to do something to be different and to stand out. So I think LinkedIn is a really fabulous tool that you can use to really kind of kickstart your career. It definitely helped me. I found my current job that I'm working in right now, uh, as well as Talk20s. Um, I found that job on, on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. I would never have found it. I didn't even know about the company before I saw that job advert. Um, and I was able to find out tons about the company just via LinkedIn and seeing who worked for them, what kind of roles they have within the company and you know what they were all about. And I think LinkedIn is just one of those tools that you really need to nurture um, and, and grow in. Um, and we've also got a podcast on building your personal brand mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, which is a really good one if you, you know, after you finish listening to this episode, if you're unsure how to kind of start your LinkedIn profile, we've got an episode on that. And that's a really good one to kind of think like, how do I lay out my LinkedIn and mm-hmm. what do I need to be doing? How often should I be posting and how should I be reaching out to people? people and I think that's a really really good one to have a listen to as well so CV and interview techniques obviously you mentioned the Wagamama CV I absolutely love that but Mm -hmm. what key things should we be including on a CV um, to kind of stand out to people do you think I think it's more about what you shouldn't put on your CV rather than what you should because we get told a lot of like what we should be putting on our CVs it, it does depend on kind of companies because a lot of them have it, the Equality Act in terms of, you know, everyone gets equal opportunities. So a lot of the time people won't, will ask you to remove your name, to remove your address, basically to remove everything that has any part of you because they want to look at your CV with kind of an open mind, which I really appreciate. And I think that is kind of the good way to go. Mm-hmm. I would honestly say you don't need a photo on your CV. Definitely not. So, so many people put photos on their CV. And if you are going for a maybe more creative role, maybe like graphic designer or something, you know, content creator, that sort of thing, possibly then, yes. But if you're going for just a standard role, a a photo is not kind of how we do it in Britain. It's very an Americanized kind Mm. of CV style. And I see so many graduates putting, you know, photos on their CV. It's not the biggest deal in the world, I understand that, but if you are going to put a photo on, just kind of make sure that it is professional rather than, you know, a selfie, make sure it's, you know, a headshot or something that people are going to look at and think, you know, she's or he is a really good, you know, professional person. I think that's one of the biggest issues. But one of the other things as well is we get told to put skills on our CV. But when people put skills, a lot of the time they put generic skills, so team building or, you know, leadership, these kind of generic skills that everyone is going to have on their CV. If you are trying to get a marketing job, put specific marketing skills. So even if you've just watched, we did a webinar a while ago on MailChimp and how to use MailChimp, you know, even if you've just watched that just just put you can put mailchimp because it's easy to use put these very specific skills on your cv you know email marketing email marketing again is maybe even too generic because Mm. email marketing isn't necessarily a skill it's like the platforms that you're using so whether it's mailchimp or clavio if you use it if you're applying for an seo job maybe you've used semrush maybe you've used moz maybe you've you know got a blog it's these kind of more specific skills that are going to get you the job because if as an employer you look at a cv and you see really generic skills you will see that on most cvs so that's not going to stand out the kind of thing we were talking about before with standing out you know if you if you're not going to design a really cool wagamama style cv you can at least make the effort to kind of be more specific with your skills that is a lot what i've spoken about 
when I've been speaking to graduates is to be so specific because people want to see that you've got that theory there and so many people have they just don't think that they need to put that in their CV yeah. so I would definitely say add, add more specific skills definitely and I think for companies looking at that they can think well this person has a knowledge in, in this platform and that mm-hmm. platform and you know and they think so oh, we've been thinking about using that or we've been eyeing up that kind of software mm-hmm. but we have no one in house that already knows how to use it yeah. how great would it be if we could get that person on board but they're not going to do that when they think oh look around oh, we haven't got any team builders here like you yeah. know obviously they do so yeah. they don't need those skills so no. they're not going to then think that they're attractive yeah. but actual real practical tiny little um skills that you might think oh that's so specific yeah it actually is a really good thing to list because people will think no we actually need that within yeah. our organization so they're more likely to employ you yeah. and i think definitely to stand out that is you know a little nugget of uh, gold there that mm-hmm. you definitely should so switch up your cvs so interviewing for marketing opportunities mm-hmm. so obviously this might differ slightly if you're going for a freelance role or you're going for a full-time position but what kind of advice would you give from for a marketing interview to be honest I, i'd just say be kind of open and eager to do anything because you know as we've spoken about before marketing is such a a varied industry you might go into a marketing role but when you get there it's nothing like it seems so you know if someone's said they need an seo manager and you go in or an seo executive and you go in and they need you to do seo but they also need you to do a bit of content and they also need you to do a little bit of social media in, in kind of like an interview, you want to just make sure you're putting across that you're eager to learn and you're eager to do these things, especially, you know, if you are building your career and you haven't necessarily got the experience before, I would say just hone in and just say, I think a lot of companies just want people to just be really eager and passionate about the subject. And I think, you know, if you're getting involved in communities like Girls in Marketing, you are passionate about the subject. And I think that's one of the biggest things is that you're passionate about the subject and also the company as well. Just do research into the company. A lot of people go into interviews and, you know, they don't really know much about the company or they took a quick look on the website. One of the biggest things I would say is to go on the company's LinkedIn, especially if they're a big company. Maybe not if they're kind of like a smaller company or it's a freelance job, but if it's a full-time job, go on their LinkedIn, check out the other employees. I wouldn't necessarily say click on the employees' profiles, but, you know, have a look, see who else is working there, get a vibe of what's going on and who they've got in their team. If you are going to an in-house team, how does it work, you know? what is the structure of the team and if you can't find that on LinkedIn you can ask those questions in the interview you need to seem inquisitive you need to seem like you know you want this role if you go in and at the end of the interview they say to you any questions and you just go no they're gonna go you're gonna walk out of that room and whoever was interviewing you is just gonna go they're not interested because you don't you're not asking those questions and you're not getting interested in their company and if if they on kind of on social media in the interview say you know i notice you don't really you don't really post on social media you know it's really interesting to see why companies aren't utilizing their online space you know in the interview when they ask you if you've got any questions you could say you know what is your marketing strategy at the moment what what are you trying to achieve so if they're kind of like a service-based business whether they're b2b or b2c you know what are they doing what is your job actually going to entail you know you can find out a lot about job from kind of the job description you need to get a real grasp of that company and what it's going to be like to work for those and to be in the culture and to really be in that team of you know marketing 
Definitely. And I think, you know, asking questions is probably one of the most important things you can do in an interview because you're showing that you've got a real interest in the company. Understand what is going to be expected of you. So yeah. asking things about, you know, their marketing strategy, asking things like what's the overall vision for the company? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it you want to achieve in the next couple of years? It shows that you feel that you're a part of that team and you want to work towards that vision. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking, you know, what hours am I working and when am I going to get paid? They're not going to think, well, you know, this person is actually interested. They're just here to get a paycheck at the end yeah. of the day. I think, you know, showing that you want to help move that company forward in whatever capacity that is yeah. shows that you, you know, you're willing and you're determined and, you know, you're going to be a good person for them to employ. So I, I think, you know, in general, that is that is great advice. So one thing I, I wanted to, to chat to you about, um, and I think you'll be the perfect person to kind of ask this question to, is staying motivated. Mm-hmm. Now, it can be, you know, we all have different experiences in jobs. We might start a job that we don't necessarily love or we might start a job and we love it but I think you might end up starting a marketing career in your 20s and you could be doing it until you're you know well into your 50s how do you stay motivated day in day out and I know you're obviously only in your 20s yourself but Mm -hmm. I think it's important to try and you know keep motivated so what would be your advice with that with marketing you've just got to have a passion for it and you've just got to want to learn more about it there's this kind of notion within marketing that a lot of the time, you know, there's a traditional side of things where not much changes, it's kind of the same thing all the time, the kind of more traditional media side of marketing. But with digital marketing, because it is always changing all the time, in that in itself motivates me because I always want to learn more. There's always possibility to learn new skills. And if you start a role and, you know, you are doing a specific sort of marketing, let's just say email or social media, for example, if you are doing that day in, day out for a company, you might get bored of it. I understand that, especially if it's a certain, you know, industry that you are doing that within. But if you can go home and, you know, you can upscale and you can learn new things, you're going to keep motivated in that you've got something else to kind of look forward to. You know, we we advocate getting yourself on online free courses or you know affordable courses and just trying something a bit different and new and I think you can never know everything about marketing if you were the biggest marketing manager in the entire world you will still not know everything about marketing nobody does because it changes all the time there's google updates all the time you know there's new platforms to be utilizing there's new ways to be you know putting content out there so it's always about kind of just changing things up and keeping yourself on your toes and you know motivated in the fact that you are passionate about your industry and you want to be the best as well you want to keep striving to you know achieve things and be the best that you can be and the only way that you can do that is to keep up to date with trends and be you know modern and and up with everything that's going on right now and what do you think about kind of personal branding and putting yourself out there as a specialist in the marketing world i know you do something on your uh, profile which is um a marketeer monday and Mm -hmm. you talk about you know different people in the industry and give them an opportunity and a platform to talk about themselves Mm -hmm. but you know, should you be having your own personal Instagram that is, you know, marketing specific or how do you kind of show other people that marketing is what you do for a living? Yeah, I definitely think marketing Instagrams are good. A lot of people have gone towards them at the moment. I think it depends what you want to kind of go for there at the same time. Honestly, I'd say the best place to kind of assert yourself as an expert, if you will, is LinkedIn, as we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. You know, if you post kind of like an inspirational or an empowering quote or you know a story on LinkedIn 
LinkedIn is the best place to go viral, if you will. I posted a post a while ago that was talking about how I'd spent four hours looking through CVs for the new PR person that we hired. And I, I put on employers don't reply to others enough. That got over 70,000 hits on LinkedIn. Wow. And it was literally a few paragraphs that took me a few seconds. It kind of was the empowerment inside of it I posted it because I thought it's true like employers need to hear that they, they should be replying to people who apply for jobs you know in the end that's got nearly 2,000 likes now and it didn't even take me five minutes to write but mm -hmm. people respect that as well so I would say Instagram yeah is is a decent profile especially if you're trying to make it in more the freelancing world but if you want to kind of assert yourself as an expert and a specialist in marketing in general, the best place to do that is definitely LinkedIn. I think Instagram has that kind of opinion that it's not, you know, it's too pretty and mm -hmm. it's too about the visual and it's not necessarily about the facts. And I think you can get across that you are an expert in a certain field. But I think, you know, what, like you say, like LinkedIn, it shows, you know, you can see much more about a person's background there. You can see their previous jobs. You can mm -hmm. see where they went to school. You can see where they're originally from. And I think it's just much more professional yeah. than, than the Instagram platform Definitely. because they're meant for different things, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So then when you're kind of looking to progress within the industry, mm -hmm. moving on from like, you know, staying motivated building your personal brand how would you kind of encourage people to progress through the industry would you encourage them to move into new jobs take on leadership opportunities mm -hmm. how do you kind of build your career as you go well I mean there's quite a few different things you could do but something that I've always advocated is to always be up for kind of any ideas always put forward new ideas so if you're working in an agency or if you're working for a company if you've got ideas in your head which you probably do just speak to a manager about it. You know, some managers might not listen. I do understand that. And that is an issue. But a lot of the time, people will say, we've never thought of that idea before. Or if you find a new platform. So if you are, you know, working with email and you know you use MailChimp, but you found a new platform and it's amazing and it does all this and does all that. You know, you could go to the company and say, listen, I found this new platform. It's this much cheaper. It's got all these different things and they will really respect you for having these new ideas. Or if you have a new kind of strategy or a new element to a marketing strategy, whether that's, you know, taking on a completely different role or whether it is just adding to your current role as well. I think that is a way to kind of progress. You could potentially look for new jobs, but I think if you are in a job and you're happy in that job, there's no point moving yourself to another one just for a promotion. If you can think of some ideas and get kind of your creative juices flowing, if you will, then you can upscale and you can give these ideas to your employer and you can say, I wanna do this, you know, I found this new strategy or I found this new platform and I wanna use it and I want us to use it as a company and directors and managers are not really gonna say no because they want anything to make the company seem better. Mm -hmm. So if you can bring new ideas to the table, you're always gonna be in, in the best position, really. Mm -hmm, definitely, and mm -hmm. I think both you and I are advocates for kind of speaking openly with managers mm -hmm. and saying, look, this is what I can offer, mm -hmm. you know, and, and talking quite openly about you know, pay rises mm -hmm. and saying like, look, I can offer this, this, this and this and I would like to take on this much more responsibility. And I think, you know, I actually, I personally think it's easier to get promoted within a company than mm -hmm. it is to move elsewhere, try and get settled in a different company yeah. before you can then really start, to, you know, it's six months before you can really start making a difference because yeah. you've spent six months learning about the company yeah. and then to move up again. I think it's tough. I think if you can try and stay where you are, but show how you can add more value or take it in a new direction, I think that's 
that's great. And I think, you know, try and find the companies that are receptive to that. Mm -hmm. Not every company will be, you know, but I think try and find the companies that, you know, are open to that because there are companies out there who want to invest in their employees and, you know, will listen to them. Because I think if you've been there for a long period of time, they'll respect the fact that you understand what the company is trying to do and you want to move it forwards. If you've been there five minutes, Mm -hmm. they're going to think, well, this person doesn't even really know what's going on yet. So I think, you know, there is a lot of power in staying as there is in moving on for for a promotion but there is obviously a time when you know if things aren't working out you're not enjoying it you're not happy that you do need to move on but I just think don't rock the boat if you don't need to sort of thing I think employers as well don't really want to go off hiring people all the time hiring people is not an easy process and it's expensive yeah looking through CVs yeah apart from costs looking through CVs arranging interviews getting people to come in and actually genuinely trying to find the right person they don't want to do that so if you go to your employer and you say you know I've got this new idea or I've got this new strategy listen to me you will most likely be heard because a lot of the time employers just can't be bothered with the hassle of finding someone else yeah definitely and I think if you're not getting your voice heard and you're not given the opportunities that you're really looking for then that is kind of the moment and the time that you can kind of yeah. think about looking elsewhere and then at least you kind of say well look I've, I've given you this chance and this opportunity to kind of see what I can do mm-hmm. and you know you you did say no so I'm going to move on and I think yeah. that's perfectly fair but I don't think move on without kind of trying and giving that opportunity because you never know what might happen and that's definitely worked for me in the past and I know we chatted previously and that's worked for you as Mm -hmm. well so I absolutely love what girls in marketing are about they're you're just a fabulous place for advice and resources you do workshops you do courses um Mm -hmm. and there's lots 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 going on but talk to us more about kind of how people can get involved in girls in marketing what resources you provide there's so many ways that people can get involved we have kind of just the Instagram which a lot of people just kind of engage with Instagram and they speak to us and you know you can message us on Instagram if you need advice and support but we do also have Facebook groups which are always really active with people you know if you've got an interview coming up and you need some help or you've been told you need to do a certain task in work and you can't do it we have a kind of students and graduates facebook group which is just girls in marketing for students and graduates and then we have a girls in marketing group as well so it kind of depends what situation you fall into whether you want to go down the more student and graduate route or whether you want to talk to more kind of professionals so if you are up for wanting to build a little bit more and you want to get a promotion it might be that you want to go to that group or I mean we'd welcome anyone into either group which is good that is like a really good way to get involved and to kind of engage with people as well if I ever see kind of marketing roles full-time paid roles I will post that in the group because people in the group are from all over the world never mind just the country so it's kind of like if I see opportunities and other people as well will post opportunities you know if they say oh I've just seen this on LinkedIn everyone go you know go and apply for it if you want to so we we just try and advocate for community and just get everyone involved in any way as possible we do workshops as well like you said so we do more practical workshops and obviously they're affordable as well so we offer kind of like the workshops that are more practical skills so a lot of the stuff that you don't really get taught at university or you might not necessarily get taught in a role so you know we did one on MailChimp and one of the girls on the team did it on paid ads and another one has just done one on PPC and we've got a load more lined up for the future as well getting that kind of practical experience if you will understanding a platform better is so much easier than kind of having to navigate it on your own even if it's just someone talking you 
through for like an hour, two hours on how to use a certain platform, you'll feel a lot more confident in it. Um, so we, we run them workshops every so often, a few months normally. And we're hoping as well to start doing kind of more in-person events soon, which will be really cool. And that'll be more of a community vibe. At the moment, it's very much online. You know, it's video calls or it's, it's webinars, it's workshops. But obviously with the current situation, there's nothing you can do. But in the future, we're hoping to kind of do more in-person events and, you know, do talks and get people more involved in that sort of like networking community as well. Yeah, I think it's always different when you meet someone in person as well. Mm -hmm. I know like if we'd have just chatted online, it would be a completely different like relationship mm -hmm. to the fact that we've actually met in person. Mm -hmm. We had coffee last week and mm -hmm. now we're recording here. I think you can just get so much more out of that in-person, you know, meeting up as well. So I think yeah, definitely. definitely get involved with the community online and then also keep an eye out for the Girls in Marketing future meetups and events, hopefully across the country mm -hmm. as well. So obviously we have chatted to death about marketing mm -hmm. and it is your passion, it is your life, mm -hmm. but obviously you have experienced a lot of things throughout your 20s, starting up a business being mm -hmm. one of them. So I wanted to ask, is there anything that kind of holds you back at all in life? So is there anything you're currently trying to work on, improving? I think one big thing, and it's not just for me really, it's for a lot of people, especially in if you're in your 20s, is I suffer from quite a bit of imposter syndrome. So a lot of the time I'm doing things and I'm not necessarily thinking like, do I even know what I'm doing? Like half the time. And as a freelancer, that's quite scary because I think, do, do I know what I'm doing? It's that kind of doubt in your mind, especially with like social media and people posting things all the time. It can make you feel really insecure about what you do. So, I, you know, that does hold me back sometimes because I think I have so many ideas when I was full time. I had so many ideas. And now again with Girls and Martin, I have so many ideas. But this kind of imposter syndrome really does hold me back sometimes because I'm thinking, you know, what if it doesn't work out or what if people think certain things of it and they're not really up for it. But the amount of people that I've spoken to who are in their 20s and they suffer from imposter syndrome is just crazy. I didn't realise it was a real thing until I did some research into it and people have spoken about what it is and you know how people feel not everyone suffers from it but it, it's this kind of sense of doubt that you know you're in your 20s and everyone is at a different point in their life and where should you be what should you be doing you know am I okay you know renting at this age or should I be buying a house you know some some of my friends are having kids should I be having kids or yeah. you know it's just kind of this complete doubt in yourself and in everything whether that is in your career or whether it's in your personal life as well I think it's just like so crazy especially your 20s which like I said before is why talk 20s is a really good resource for people it's just such a crazy time in your life you just kind of need sometimes to give yourself some direction mm -hmm. and say to yourself no actually I can do this yeah, I, I can definitely. I am a good marketer I'm fine renting for a few more years you know I've got enough for a deposit for a house mm -hmm. it's just kind of this element that you've got to have a little bit more confidence in yourself yeah I think one of your worst enemy is yourself at the end of the day so. Yeah, and I think you've just got to kind of be comfortable with where you are at right now mm -hmm. and not always trying to look like 20 steps ahead and mm -hmm. think, why aren't I there yet or why aren't I there yet? Like, be really happy with where you're at in this moment mm -hmm. in time and be proud of where you are at because, you know, you're going to look back in a few years' time and think, wow, I did that, you know, and I did this. And just, I think you just got to be proud mm -hmm. of, of the situation that you are in. Um, so obviously Girls in Marketing is a, such a fantastic platform, mm -hmm. but I wanted to ask you who or what inspires 
inspires you the most? I wouldn't necessarily say who as in one person. I would definitely just say anyone who kind of goes after their dreams. I know that sounds so cringeworthy, but anyone who kind of takes that leap and does, does something a little bit different. I always find so many people inspiring that just do, do something that you know, breaks a stigma that isn't the ordinary. You know, I was speaking to another girl. I, I fully quit my full-time job whilst we were in the middle of a global pandemic. Like, I, I fully did it. And it was so scary. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't have any guaranteed income. It was just kind of like, I want to do it. And now is the best time for me to do it. And I spoke to another girl who did basically the same to set up her own PR agency. And I just think people doing these things is just like amazing, mm. you know, so inspiring to hear stories of people that are doing what they always want to do that mindset that people have to just always keep going and always keep growing as well definitely and I think for me I also gravitate towards those people mm -hmm. way more those people that are kind of putting themselves out there who are taking risks who are showing themselves as leaders like mm -hmm. I definitely like I want to be around those people mm -hmm. because I want to aspire to be more like them yeah. and I think there's definitely that saying isn't there like you know surround yourself with people who you want to be more like and definitely. I think that's definitely a thing like and that's good you know that goes to just following them on social media as mm -hmm. well like you know you don't have to necessarily know them in person but you know if you are inspired by someone reach out send them a message and tell mm -hmm. them because quite often they'll you know invite them into your circle mm -hmm. you know and if they are live, like do live nearby you know you can become friends with them mm -hmm. I've met many a person online that I've you know been inspired by yeah um and I think you know it's it's kind of one of those things that you want to surround yourself with people that you are inspired by yeah so you've listened to my podcast before what one piece of advice would you give to your 20 year old self I would just say just stop worrying because I think we're kind of conditioned to always think I need to be doing something like we spoke about before. I need to have a graduate job lined up straight after your degree. I was so, so paranoid when I was approaching the end of third year. I was like, I need to get a job, I need to get a job. You just you just need to stop worrying. Like just everything will fall into place and everything will work out in the end. You know, you try your best and you push to achieve things and things will work out. And you know, if, if it's not working out at the moment, then you've just got to change things. And I would always say I am quite the worrier, so I, I would definitely say to stop worrying. Oh, I love that. And that's totally true for me as well. Well, thank you so much, Olivia. It's been great to have you on the podcast. I can't believe we've recorded this in person. I'm so <laughs> delighted. I'm sick of seeing people on Zoom. But thank you so much for your time today. Uh, definitely make sure you get over and follow Girls in Marketing. They're a fantastic platform to support you throughout your marketing career. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Olivia. It's been great to thank have you on the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please let us know by sharing a picture on social media and tagging us too. We are at Talk20s on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. We can't wait to hear from you.